welcome to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons family podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Patrick. Are you po- oh my god, two more people are pointing at me. Pointing They're the same you. two people that pointed at me on the last episode. <laughs> Shocker. Guys, oh, by last episode, I mean the episode that just came out, not the last episode that we did. It doesn't matter. Guys, <laughs> I'm on the struggle bus today. Same thing? It's the same episode. <laughs> no, it isn't. I'm on the struggle bus today. Choo-choo! <laughs> We partied. No, we much, much no. too hearty. I partied much too hearty at my friend Susie's birthday. Happy belated birthday, Susie! We all love you, and um, we think you're the bee's knees. Um, but as Andrew WK said, when it's time to party, we will party hard, and party hard we did, and party, 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 and now this. Like, I did have a dream that I woke up and Patrick's just standing there with his hands on his hips going, do you know what time it is? <laughs> and when That sounds exactly. When I came out into the kitchen and looked at the time, it was like 7.30 and I'm like, <laughs> Patrick's not here. Patrick won't be here for another four and a I half I mean, I hours. have shown up far too early before but not at 7 30 but not at 7 30 not at 7 30 so i apologize for my but i have my water i'm a liquid iv have you even said your name no i um had my ramen noodles and bacon and my name's Corey. (laughs) let's go all right so we may as well just jump right in there let's get into that romper room shout out oh crap (laughs) really the list ah all right we can skip it if you want no no, no. This is what the people ask for. <laughs> no I, one is asking for this. Everyone's asking for it. Uh, people people have asked me, stop me on the street. Stop me at the gym. <laughs> Corey, romper room shout outs? And that's all they say and then they leave. So I'm assuming this is what the people want. Okay, I have my mirror. It's clean. Honestly, it was only dirty when B was here mm-hmm. because I like annoying him. Yep. Okay, so let's see who I see. I see Caleb. <laughs> And I see Jess, Mike, Susie, and Maurice, otherwise known as the Boogeyman's Closet. I don't know. Please go listen to them. If you like horror, or maybe you don't like horror, or maybe you just like Susie singing. Who doesn't? She's delightful. Listen to them. Uh, who else? My friend Carl. Carl, this isn't our year. <laughs> Never will be our year, Carl. Uh, Buffalo's own Don Johnson. Who doesn't care what year it is, honestly? He's just happy he's here, or maybe he's not. I don't know. I don't know your life, Don Johnson. My friend Joey, my best friend Tim, my other best friend Josh, Sam, hello. Nikki, I'll have instructions for you later, but you won't know when it'll pop up, so you're going to have to listen. (laughs) You've been doing a fabulous job, though. I don't know if she even interacted last time. She did, didn't she? Oh, well, the newest newest one I I have an update, I will tell you. A Nikki update? Oh, gosh. That's impressive. Uh, Hello to my friend Matt and Mike from Count Creepyhead, a fine, fine podcast as as well, in the least. (laughs) Hello to Steve Lewis. Eh, And that's it, because no one else wants me to say hello to them. Oh, except for my friend Rando Randall at the gym. Just met him. him. I I have a great gym story, too. And on to the real people. Tim Robinson and Sam Richardson. Miss Aquafina herself. Aquafina. 
Nicole Bear actually contacted me to tell me she doesn't listen to the podcast anymore. Oh, did I drive her away? (laughs) Get my name out of your mouth. Oh. (laughs) Because I had to break the news to her that Conway Twitty was dead. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And now she wants no more disappointment in her life. Who can blame her? Um, hello to, uh, you know, all the cast members of the new Mickey Mouse Club, which is the old Mickey Mouse Club, because I was just informed that the 90s were 30 years ago and not 20 years <laughs> Everything ago. Everything new again. <laughs> Bare naked ladies. <laughs> um, except for you, Carrie Russell. You know, why. you know why. <laughs> you can stay in the 90s. You can that's, stay in the that's 90s. That's stupid Felicity. Felicity. <laughs> Jenny, no relation to Steve, Lewis. If only they were related, we could get some Rilo Kylie tickets. That'd be great. And I'd be friends with Jenny Lewis, which is like my dream. And Blake. I love Blake. Blake was on Salute Your Shorts. He was on Salute Your Shorts. Did anyone else know that besides me and (laughs) you? Probably not. Blake was also in Boy Meets World. He was one of the bullies. He was. Along with Ethan Supley. Yes. And... When <laughs> and when Schooner Harvey is a sailboat, Schooner is a sailboat. <laughs> and when Harvey graduated, a young Adam Scott was the leader of the bullies. How do we know this much about Boy Meets World? Recesses of my mind. Speaking of Boy Meets World, hello Ryder Strong and Will Friedel and Danielle Fischel. Not to Ben Savage though, because I hear he's a real piece of work who ghosted those three, and I have no idea why because they seem delightful. Hello to Anderson Cooper, Durs, Blake, Adam, and Kyle. Hello to my friend Bill Hader, Andy Samberg, Jorma, and Akiva. I love both of you. Uh, Calvin Harris is a name that I heard. I'd like to say hello to him. <laughs> it's a name that I heard. Isn't he a musician? I, I don't know. What, what does he do? I think he's Didn't a he musician. date Taylor Swift? I don't know. Everyone dated Taylor Swift. That's actually oh. honestly true. Um, and they've hello. all become songs. Aww. Hello to Ariana, Katie, Lala, Schwartz, Lady Vanderpump, her menagerie of pets, Stassi and Bo. Hello. I would like to take this moment. Are Stassi and Bo her pets? No. No. Okay. No, Stassi and Bo are people. I thought so. And they I'm... used to be on Vanderpump and then they left. I would also like to take this moment to say hello to uh, James Kennedy's dog, Miff Moff. <laughs> Still so stupid and still funny. Um, I hope you guys find us funny because we find ourselves hysterical. I would like to say hello to Kenny G, Peter Cetera, new listener Richard Marks. You were my first concert, Richard Marks. Hold on to the night. Oh. CeeLo Green, what happened to him? Oh. No, I'm. what happened to CeeLo Green? Is he okay? Sure. Someone do a wellness check on CeeLo Green. I'd like to take this opportunity to say also hello to Joshua Jackson, but not you, Dawson Leary. And to all the Joshua Jacksons out there, to welcome. Joshua Jackson, every Joshua Jackson in the world. I'm waiting to see the listener you're, bump from new Joshua Jacksons. <laughs> you're every not necessarily Joshua Jackson in the world to me. To paraphrase air supply is a phrase that no one has said. Um, Where am I? Michael Bolton, I hope you're happy, and I don't mean that in a menacing way. I really hope you're happy. And to my best friend, the Silver Fox himself, Dick Gear, and a special heaven hello to Conway Twitty. (laughs) R.I.P., big dog.
Evan, hello. We did it. It's done. Thank goodness. We did it! <laughs> All right, let's move on here. Thank you. Yes, thank you. All right. So, if there's any reason you'd like to reach out to us, you can get us on email, so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. On Instagram, we are so it's come to this underscore pod. And on Facebook, so it's come with the number two this. What about X? Ma- what about Mastodon? Formerly known as Twitter. Mastodon? <laughs> there's all these options. another new thing that I don't know yes, about. Yes, there's like Blue Sky what and about Mastodon. Social Justice or Social. Truth Social. Truth social. Yes. yes, you can catch us on Truth Social. There you go. <laughs> And also, by the way, Corey, while you were finishing up your um, Rumble Room uh, shout-out, I happened to look just to see if maybe, perchance, Facebook had a Joshua, J- Joshua Jackson community. Do of they? all Joshua Jacksons. <laughs> yes. They do have plenty of, like, fan pages to Joshua Jackson. Uh, as they should. But I did not see one just specifically for Joshua Jackson. Not just for a guy named Joshua Jackson Because I was going to reach out, out and be like, hey, we do a podcast. We're talking about you guys. You should come on. So. I, d- I saw a video recently where it was like a party of Ryans. Yes. Where, yes. like, they'd put up a flyer saying, is your name Ryan? Come to this cool party. And but, everyone there was named Ryan. Yeah. And, and at the end. thing at the end about Brian. About Brian. <laughs> Oh, it's on your page. That's where I saw it. Yeah, because my daughter posted that to me. I forget where I see these things. And said, this is really funny. So if you don't know, as Patrick said, it's a bunch of Ryans all hanging out. And then eventually this one guy says, wait a minute, what did you say your name was? And the guy says, Ryan. And he goes, oh, I thought you said Brian. And then at the very end, they just have multiple Ryans swearing at Brian. (laughs) Thank you for that, Kaylin. It was delightful. That's your youngest child. That's true. She got my the sense apple of apple of your eye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I just have a few quick things for our Eye on Springfield segment today. The first, which I uh, showed both Patrick and Corey this. Horrifying. Because I needed to share this trauma with them. You should not go check this out. Guys, so, don't look at it. Doja Cat. Not on a full stomach. <laughs> she released what she's calling a bizarre thirst trap. And it's just a photo of her kind of taken from above. And people are drawing comparisons to her and Mr. Burns. So in this recent Instagram post, the musician Doja Cat posted a photo of herself from a strange angle, which one fan says she looks like Mr. Burns. It is quite disturbing. I don't know why she would have done this. And we're going to post it so you can see it as well. No, don't do that to them. Oh, gosh. And the last thing I have is just very quick. I think I may have mentioned this before, there go but I'm all just going to mention it Jacksons. again. Season 35 of The Simpsons is set to premiere on Sunday, October 1st. And I did see a little bit of a mention of the strike because of obviously the fact that it is an animated show. They were able to bank many of the episodes, so it will be going at least a ways into the future. Yeah, we'll have animated content for like a year and then yeah. everything will dry up. Yep. Maybe by that, hopefully by then it'll be fixed. Yeah. Yeah, one can hope. They've had talks, but... So we'll see. It's not looking good, though. <laughs> Some of the things that it's being said, not great. All right, so that is all I have. Uh, do we have any Scandaval updates, or are we just ready to move on? I Listen, I'm never ready to move on, but <sighs> the only update I have was... There's this Instagram page I follow, CC Loves You. That's the name of the page. Um, and she has like behind the scenes pictures, and Lala is hugging Sandoval. And honestly, Lala, I'm so disappointed in you. 
do you know for sure that these pictures are recent? Yeah. How do you know? Uh, because Katie has her haircut. Fair enough. Do better, Lala. <laughs> do better. All right. Well, thank you for Miff that. Moff. Miff Moff. Miff <laughs> Moff. All right. Well, why don't we just jump right in here then? Like, I thought we were kind of going off the rails, but you know what? We're moving along here. So, um, all right. So, obviously, this was an episode picked by Patrick. So, Patrick, why don't you tell us about our episode today? Uh, So, today we are doing episode 80, Itchy and Scratchy Land. It originally aired on October 2nd, 1994, which is the post-Conway Twitty era. 20 years ago. 30... (laughs) Almost Conway Twitty era. <laughs> uh, production code two F zero one. It was episode. Uh, actually, I don't have the overall episode. It's one oh seven. One oh seven. Sorry. Uh, it was one oh seven. Season six, episode four. It was directed by Wes Archer and written, uh, actually, by a lot of people, but credited to John Swartzwelder. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what else to say on my own pick. <laughs> <laughs> So we did have a chalkboard gag. Oh, okay, that's right. Our chalkboard gag was, I am not the reincarnation of Sammy Davis Jr., <laughs> yep. which really makes me wonder what about Sammy Davis Jr. he was picking on. And actually, I'm wondering, like, was this around the time that he passed away? We know it was post-Twitty. Let me look it up. I'm looking it up. So, and we did have a couch gag. We had a couch gag. Uh, the family is beamed onto the couch the same way the characters are in the original Star Trek series. Sammy Davis Jr. Maybe they're alluding that Bart has a glass eye. No, he died in 1990. <laughs> okay. Okay, so he's been Which dead. Which was 20 so years he ago. He could be picking on the fact that it's a dead man. So not as that, bad as our Conway Twitty right, gaff. Right, that's true. So, I mean, reincarnation does later. fit. Right, okay, he was dead. But was he picking on the, the skin color, the visual... Impairment. It could be a multitude of things. Right. Not appropriate. Yeah, and, and not a great gag. No. So, but we'll just move on. So, a little bit about why I picked this one. Okay. Um. So, typically this time of year, I would be readying. Me and my family would be readying ourselves to travel down to Florida. Past two years, we've gone down there and visited family, and also hit up uh, Disney World. This year we are not doing that, so I thought kind of in uh, sadness or in celebration, I don't know what... In memoriam. In memoriam of not traveling down to Florida and getting COVID (laughs) and uh, visiting Disney World, which is one of the things you do in Disney World now, (laughs) get COVID. Um, In honor of doing that, in memoriam of, of... that trip, uh, what would normally be a trip this year, I thought, let's let's go to Itchy and Scratchy Land, because it is very clearly, in many ways, based on Disney World. 100%. <laughs> and it's just a fun episode. It really it's is. so good. But, alright, so do you have anything about this episode that you'd like to mention, or? Um, I did, th- so, as I had noted, um, it was written by the entire team, but credited to John Swartzwelder. Uh, they said that it was a very difficult episode to produce because it was completely new environments, new sets, new character. Like, they had to make a lot of new stuff, new content. Um, and apparently, at the same at the time they were making this episode, Fox was trying to get them to take itchy and scratchy stuff out of episodes. Like, right. they were getting real harsh on censorship. And so instead, the writers were like, well, we're just going to make a whole itchy and scratchy episode because you can't cut it. Yep. And... They actually did kind of, they said that they, they promised to not overdo the violence, and they actually were going to, when 
Fox wanted to cut out all the itchy and scratchy stuff out of this episode, which is very difficult. Right. And the showrunner, David Merkin, said, yeah, that's we're going to tell the media if you try and do that. Right. So. Yeah, and I, I saw a little bit more. I did a little bit of digging on this just to figure out, because I know it said that, like, yeah, there was kind of a crackdown at that point. So um, David Merkin actually mentioned this in the episode's commentary. Um, and he said the reasoning for Fox kind of wanting to tighten the belt a little bit it came from the FCC becoming upset about one segment of Itchy and Scratchy, calling it indecent. Uh, Fox was most likely concerned over the fallout over the court case, which was Turner Broadcasting versus FCC, which was decided in June 1994, and it stated that if the FCC had more power to regulate content of broadcast networks, that it could use this power to do so. So many felt that at that time the FCC should be given stringent guidelines of what they could do and couldn't do and should not be allowed to kind of make their own decisions about this. So Merkin asked Fox to let him see what that specific complaints were, but Fox refused. Of course. They would not let him know what they were actually complaining about. Which means it might not have been anything at all. Right. But I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, yeah, it was... The mid-90s was a real weird time, like... They were stamping those black boxes on CDs, and on that CDs, was the like, big, yeah, like, parental, yeah, yeah and it parental was the big family and, values movement. Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the family, Thanks, Tipper. Family, family Research Council or something like that, where Tipper they like, Gore. right? Yeah. They got those, they got the the warning labels on stuff. Right. This is this is before they did the rating for television. Right. Mm-hmm. So obviously that would have been impacting them. Right. So yeah, I mean, it was definitely it's definitely a, a different sort of era. I can see. I can see it on both sides. Like, yeah, we're trying to crack down on this, and the writers just being like, well, okay, yeah, okay. have fun. We're right. going to make a violent episode. Everything is going to be based on violence. But I can also understand the writer's concern about this, because, like, what they said, you know, with if that court case had gone in the way of the FCC, yeah. there wouldn't have really been any guidelines, and the FCC could just basically be like, yeah, what you're doing is wrong. And then you just wouldn't be allowed to do it. Right. So they were trying to argue, of course, well, if you give us guidelines to follow and say, like, you know, you can do this, you can't do this, blah, 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 then it makes it much more clear and it makes it easier for us. And then South Park came around three years later, and boy, did they have no idea what to do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Although South Park was on cable TV, so it was a little different. Right. But. All right. So what else you got there? Uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of the other, a lot of the other stuff we'll just kind of bring up organically. Okay. Um, they did say that, uh, although it was apparently quite difficult to animate, it was a dream come true for the animators because they got they actually enjoyed animating a lot of scenes with violence. Yes. Because on a kid's cartoon, you well, not I yeah. guess not kids, but a family-ish cartoon show, you probably don't get to do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so one of the things that I noticed, and I don't know if you were planning on bringing this up later, but it's blatantly obvious that this episode takes a lot from, like you said, obviously they're parodying Disney. But they're also taking a lot from um, Jurassic Park. Yes. The one thing I didn't realize, because I'm not, I know of it, but I'm not really that familiar with it, is uh, Westworld. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A lot of, yeah, a lot and of Westworld references. And there's also here. a lot of Westworld references in this as well, which I didn't realize. And for those of you that don't know what Westworld is, um, it's a, so it was a book by Michael Crichton, which that was mm-hmm. another thing I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was a book. Awesome. Yeah. I just thought it was a movie. And he a likes TV show. he likes uh, he likes theme parks gone wild. Yeah. That was a big 
Crichton thing. <laughs> so, and it's the theme parks the whole Westworld story is it's about a theme park in the near future, gone which wild. caters to the rich that has realistic androids in Westworld, medieval world, and Roman world, and guests pay a lot of money in order to enact any fantasy they wish, which sometimes includes killing male androids or having relations with female androids. So the movie, androids movie in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Then they did a yeah, because Yul Brenner's in it, isn't he? They did a sequel called Future World uh, three years later, so seventy three and seventy six, and then they did the TV show. Right. Actually, there were a couple TV shows. There was one in the eighties oh, called it? Beyond Westworld, and and it was like supposed to continue the two movies, and mm-hmm. then HBO created uh, Westworld in t- two thousand sixteen. The show never finished watching it, but it was quite. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, so one thing I did also want to talk about here is, so there's been a lot of talk in, you know, after his death, that Walt Disney allegedly was, <laughs> had some anti-Semitism. Allegedly. And this is spoofed, oh of course, in the episode in the character of Roger Meyer Sr. <laughs> in his cartoon, Nazi Supermen Are Our Superiors. So despite censorship of Disney cartoons in Nazi Germany... Uh, Walt Disney's brother, Roy, was acknowledged to have visited Nazi Germany in 1938. And during that time, he gave the Germany Ministry of Propaganda a copy of Walt's 1937 cartoon movie, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, which was acknowledged to have been shown to private audience of high-ranking Nazi officials at Hitler's private movie theater in Ubersalzburg. For business reasons, Walt Disney also attended German-American Bund meetings, but even more controversially, was found was fond of a Nazi propaganda filmmaker, Lenny Riefenstahl, who released Olympia, oh. a documentary about the 1936 Berlin Olympics. So two things. When you said Roy <laughs> Disney went to give them, I don't know why, but I thought the follow-up was going to be the old thumbs up. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> also, I listened to a podcast about Walt Disney and... The, the guy who does the podcast is kind of a weird dude, but he's thoroughly entertaining. And it went deep into, like, Disney and the Disney lore. And the t- the podcast is called Do- um, Time Suck with Dan Cummings. Is the episode called Heads on Ice? Uh, no, but it's episode 204, Walt Disney, How a Media Empire Was Built. It's really interesting if you guys want to go deep into... The Disney lore. Okay. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of all of the Mickey Mouse Club I watched <laughs> in my formative years. Thank you, Patrick. But um, I really love like digging into the seedy side of Walt Disney and the Disney Empire. Like all of that's equal parts terrifying and fascinating to me. See, I just save all my being appalled for being in the parks. Like, you're going to charge me how much for a churro? You want $50 for mouse ears? Of course. I'll, I'll pay for it, but I won't like it. <laughs> I will openly admit that I am the person who paid $200 to build a lightsaber. That's true. So, but you did say it was pretty cool. It was amazing. It was the best experience. So cool. All right. And the last final thing I want to mention, Corey and I know this because we've been there, but clips from this episode appear on the television monitors in the queue for The Simpsons Ride Universal Orlando and Universal Studios yeah. Hollywood. And more on that later. All right. That's a cliffhanger, yeah. guys. <laughs> Nikki?
Yeah, Listen what's along. your update on Nikki? <laughs> oh, yeah, so my update on Nikki that I, I forgot to mention was, so we did ask her, I believe it was a birthday gift that yes. was either Simpsons or Futurama related. Yes, yeah. So here's what I s- discovered right before we recorded. So I did the posting on Facebook. She gave us the middle finger instead. And on Facebook, she gave us a like. Oh. However, That's not I did not for. post to Instagram uh. until just before we recorded. So I'll have to see if maybe she gets on there. But she historically has liked our posts, but hasn't done anything. So maybe she just hasn't listened yet. Because we just released the episode uh, late Friday night. Nikki so, Hopson. So we'll see what happens there. All right, <laughs> Act 1. Bart and Lisa see a commercial for a new amusement park named Itchy and Scratchy Land and immediately want to visit. Marge has already booked a family vacation to a bird sanctuary, but after revealing that the theme park is half price and has a place for adults, Bart and Lisa win their parents over on the condition that they will not embarrass Marge as on previous vacations. <laughs> after leaving the pets in the care of Grandpa, The family sets off on a cross-country excursion as they travel to Itchy and Scratchy Land. They see many sights along the way, and after a long trip, finally make it to the theme park of the future, where nothing can possibly go wrong. Possibly go. (laughs) That's the first thing that went wrong. First thing that went wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Act 1, what we got? I will say this straight off the bat, that Flicky's billboard, that (laughs) was... Hilarious. I have a little bit that about the flicky hilarious. No. I feel like that's me and sheets. Mm-hmm. There you go. Every time I'm like sheets. Yep. Sheets, we have to stop and get curly fries. So, when I was watching this, I'm watching it and I'm like, I don't remember that. And it's because that's all cut out during syndication. Really? Is it? it is. I see, because I remember the flickies joke, so I must have watched this one. I mean, on the DVD maybe. Right, right. You know. But because I, I remember that. But yeah, from, the, the kids. Uh, from what I read, they said that that is that part. Oh, th- that part, the minefield. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's cut out. And I thought there was one other thing too. I would like I would like a list of like these are the things that get cut out of syndication mm-hmm. episodes. But yeah, because I remember too watching this act and feeling like I remembered it ending in two different spots, but I think one is because they reused the joke. Right. It feels and like it. There's actually a couple points where I was rewatching when they get when they try to get onto the throughway mm-hmm. and it's all backed up. Yes. That was a reused joke. I yes. know they've used that before, and I think that's where they ended the act break. I think they used episode. that when The Simpsons Gone Wild. Yeah, it feels. And yeah. then the reveal of the the absolute amazing the fake out of the car crash. Yes. Yeah. That part. Yeah. And just oh, glad that wasn't us. Like I remember that being the ending. Right. But then it kept going, and I did remember the things that happened after that. Mm-hmm. So maybe it wasn't. I'm just misremembering it. But so, yeah, there were three things that were cut out of this episode for syndication. So the the Flickies joke, in fact, yeah. is... So when I was watching it, I was I thought of, like, Bucky's. Like right, Whenever you yeah. drive down south. I've never been to a Bucky's. I've been to I the parking either. lot of a Bucky's, and it was so crowded. Brian's one friend went to Bucky's yeah, and, and told Brian massive. it was they're like enormous. Insane. Like they're like a Walmart yeah. gas station. But anyway, it actually turns out that when they put up the sign saying it's twenty five thousand miles to the next one, yeah. Do you know what the circumference of the planet Earth is? You know, I don't. Is know about twenty five thousand miles. Oh my god! So, so it's a super nerdy math joke, <laughs> geography math joke. Like that's clever. 
that mm-hmm. was very, I was because I I was like how wonder how long how far apart twenty five thousand miles is right. like how long is it going to take you and I actually somebody online said like oh take thirteen hours and twenty Nerd. minutes to drive and I'm like so it's one location right, right. it's they one location they don't have multiple locations they have one and they just tell you after you leave how long you'd have to drive to come back to that very same that's location. actually very funny <laughs> I like that that is real smart up there like that's i feel like that's a joke that gets lost yes on a lot of people and it wasn't until i started looking into it that i Third discovered thing it was the um the vegetable yes <laughs> the i love the vegetable smile that was cut out during syndication oh. so, I, again i didn't remember that either when i was watching it and because that was cut out during syndication. mr wimbley it happened again <laughs> And now, Corey, when that was happening, obviously we're kind of jumping all over for Act One here. We are. But I just looked at you, and you just had a look on your face. Were, were you like... I, I don't... First off, let me applaud Homer Simpson for trying to, like, make a little extra pocket money. <laughs> Smuggling it's easy, vegetables. It's the easy road yeah. to success, according to the pamphlet. <laughs> that he stops and there's another pimply faced teen that's like hello sir isn't that only for international border crossings i don't think you i don't think there's any federal laws i don't think there are but (laughs) it just goes right through (laughs) mr wimbley it happened again Well, I was thinking of you. Anytime we go to the border crossing of Canada. Yes, yes. Okay, so Homer Before it's revealed that so, Homer does yeah, have Yeah, so all Homer's those, reaction yes. of, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. And I, then Marge being okay. like, I don't know what you're so worried about. We don't have any of that. What if I car. have a guys, cup of oranges or something? Guys, let me, let me explain what's going on here. We live very close to the, the Canadian border. Lots of times minutes. we go over to Canada for concerts or Ikea or what have you. But the um, thing that's nice is because of where we live, there are special licenses we can get where we don't have to cross with a passport. Right. And they actually make it fairly easy to cross as long as you have that type of license. Right. So every time we go across the border, I get a little paranoid. Why? I'm not entirely sure. I've never done any big federal offense that would prohibit me from going into Canada. I have no weapons on my persons. None of that happens, but once we like get in close proximity, <laughs> whoever is in the car, I yell at them to shut up. Yep. We have to drive to the border in silence yep. lest radio they hear something. <laughs> no radio. It's like when like when a cop is behind you on the thruway and you're like, I hope he doesn't see me yep. <laughs> yes. driving. Yes. Hands at two and ten. Yes. That's a joke. And <laughs> and then I like say a little prayer to I someone, anyone. Listen to me. And here the patron saint of border crossing. Yes. And and here here is the reason why. My friends and I back in the day, and I'm talking older teenagers we were we went to the toronto fan expo kaylin's favorite story i'm i'm talking pre 9 11 so the fan expo it's It's like a comic-con oh okay so pre 9 11 guys for those who weren't alive back then was like the wild west (laughs) like we could do whatever we want They'd actually let you cross the border just by doing a cartwheel. They yes, wouldn't even, they wouldn't yes. even check your ID. They'd be like, like, oh, they cartwheeled across. Impressed. 
<laughs> and also an important thing to note too it's like is a nexus the drinking age in canada is, is 19. 19 yes this so. is this is not the i'm drunk Oh, it's not story though. So myself and two of my compatriots at the time, uh, we were in costume to go to the fan expo. I was Black Widow, of course. My friend who was driving was a stormtrooper. My friend in the back was Blade. Yes, that's right, Blade the Daywalker, complete with swords, real swords. There's a question I want to ask, but I'm not going to ask. The, yes. The answer is yes. Okay. Um, swords. Real swords. So it swords. was totally fine. Okay. Real swords. The only issue is that he had real swords trying to cross the That's yeah. a bad idea. That's so a bad idea. we're in the car, and the the guy at the port, Border Patrol, bless him, he looks at us, and he's like, are those real swords? And my friend, he was, he was like... Yes, and this is a bigger guy too, um, but a, like a very sensitive, gentle giant he was. So he goes, "You have to pull over." <laughs> All three of us start crying. <laughs> <laughs> All three of us. the person crying the most is my friend in the back. This man was the stormtrooper crying into his helmet. He had the helmet off, but like this man didn't know what hit him. He was like, these three num, these three numbskulls are all in costume, maybe, and that guy has swords, and now they're all crying. What's going on? And then he goes, "You guys really need to pull over there." And so we are sobbing, and we're like, "Please don't call the police." And this one kid's like, "Do you?" do you think you're going to be arrested? And we're all like, yes. And he's like, calm down. You're not. Like, where are you going? And we had to explain the fan expo. And this was pre, like, nerd time. So we had to explain what the fan expo was, (laughs) who we were, why we were dressed up, what are you supposed to be, why do you have swords, what's a blade? (laughs) They were late for the fan expo. Yes, we we were. I mean, we got there and we were like slapped on the hand. Don't bring swords into Canada again, they didn't eh? Confiscate him? No. <laughs> no. The wild world. No, they wild let world. us go, wow. and we were on our way. All right, let's get back into the Sorry. episode here. Cad Zooks. Um, <laughs> itchy and scratchy, the last traction hero. <laughs> It was, a, it was a good episode. He gets pumped so quickly. Does. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Tell me your secrets. <laughs> Itchy? Scratchy? And I do I have to say, though... Itchy like, is the mouse. Oh, yes, okay. Scratchy is the cat. The way I always remember it is cat is in the word scratchy. You're a nerd. Well, you heard the cartoon rat. <laughs> Go tell your parents. Can... But, but no, I have to say, with the Itchy and Scratchy segment, Itchy's thought of trying to take out Scratchy in this one... <laughs> It's just so diabolical. Yeah. Like, okay, because he thinks, like, you know, oh, this isn't real. I'm going to pop it like a balloon. So he hits him with the pin. Nothing happens. And then he just, like, keeps stabbing him yep. with the pin yeah. over and over again and, and letting him bleed out. Like, oh, and my then gosh. slices off. Sections of his arms <laughs> and pecs. And then immediately uh. they, they just go, hey, kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then they do a commercial for Itchy and Scratchy Land. The most violentest place on Earth. Can I, I got to take a moment to really point out. And we've seen this happen before. Krusty, Krusty makes a lot of bad business decisions. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think nothing speaks to the potential failure of a plan 
as having your grand opening and also cutting ticket prices in half. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those are not two things that go together. It's if not you a good a grand idea. opening, you don't then throw away the ticket, right. half the ticket price. Right. Like, that's that's a bad idea. This mm-hmm. is not a park that's going to last long. Yep. And we found out it doesn't. No, well, I mean, <laughs> at least over in Europe. Yes. We'll get there. Do you, know the, do you know the Bible is so preachy? I mean, <laughs> oh, and it was $15. $15. Everyone's a sinner in this Stuff book. Stuff is too damned expensive. Except for this guy. <laughs> I also love the look of horror on the kids' faces. That is one of my favorite parts of this episode. When Marge says, let's go to the Highway 9 bird sanctuary. Yes, yeah. their looks on their faces. like, And it's one of those shots, like, we don't normally see a straight-on shot. Right, they don't the move. They right. don't move. And just the look on their face and just the shock and horror on their faces. Yeah. Like, it's hilarious. I, I, I've always loved that. <laughs> um, oh, and also with the Itchy and Scratchy, when Itchy stabs Scratchy with the scissors to say that, Price has been yes. cut in and half. The brain comes and the brain out comes out, and he's just like, oh, and starts <laughs> drooling on himself. Yep. <laughs> Did you know that Parents Island has a world class dependency center? It sure does. I loved that. And that over a was... hundred bars and taverns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Yeah. Dancing, bowling, fashionable shops, over a hundred bars and saloons, world class chemical dependency center, which is very clearly rehab, which I yes. think <laughs> is a requirement when you have a hundred bars and saloons. <laughs> TV Town, Hammock Land, and recipe-related bumper cars. Yep. I that's love, what catches Marge's attention. I would love Hammock Land and recipe-related bumper cars. So I'm not going to lie. A little backstory on Parents Island. It's very clearly meant to be a spinoff of something Disney had right. back in the 90s yes, called Pleasure Island. Pleasure Island. Mm-hmm. I got oh. the chance to go to Pleasure Island once in the mid-90s. I went to Pleasure Island also. It was it was an extra ticket thing. Wait, but that sounds... I think we you went didn't for, say cut went, that out. You didn't say cut you went out. to Pleasure Town. I think we went for like my eighth grade graduation or something. You like went my, to Pleasure Island for your eighth grade graduation. We went to Disney World, and Pleasure Island is at Disney World. Stay <laughs> on board. We've gone off track too many times. Stay on target. Stay on target. <laughs> and anyway, Pleasure Island was very clearly like it's in the area that's now Disney Springs. It was Disney right. Downtown before, but it was their way of like attracting in people like so that they weren't necessarily just going to the parks. You right. could just right. pay an act a separate entry price, get to go to parent, the Pleasure Island. It's Island, yes. Pleasure Island. And it was very much like yeah. there were, again, a lot of bars and restaurants. There was a comedy club. Um, mm-hmm. There was, they did do New Year's Eve. Yep. Mm-hmm. Daily, not every, yes. not all day long. Wasn't it like from 1990 to like 2004 or something? Mm-hmm. Like it was a long run. Yeah. A long stretch. Yeah, so you got you got to see it. If you went in the 90s, like it was, and it was a cool place, but again, like I was a punk teenager, it was sort of, like it was kind of cool, like, ooh, we're going to Pleasure Island, like, but. But then you got there and you're like, this isn't kind of great. Right. Like (laughs) I remember we ate dinner at the, the, the Tex-Mex restaurant, it was called the Neon Armadillo. And then we sat and saw a little bit of the comedy show. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I, I remember the uh, the New Year's Eve celebration outside. Nice. And then I was like, and that's it. And we never have to come back again. <laughs> so in the early aughts, was there still Pleasure Island? I'm trying to think because I took Little Baby London, I'm going to say 2003, to Disney. But like she loved Rolly Polioli. So there was the Little Baby Disney I don't remember what it's called. Baby Disney. And I remember one day we went, 
Yeah, there, oh, there it is. Go. Oh, we have we have uh, we have souvenirs brought okay, to us. Okay, so you were so you were what recording. two? It looks like. Look at judging, Corey and her blonde hair. Judging by the pigtails, she was too. <laughs> she was two o'clock. I was going to Corey say. Corey looks like she nope. just came from a high school dance, and she's holding lunch. <laughs> I, I was twenty four. Snap of that, and we'll post it. I, I do look like I just came from a high school dance. <laughs> uh, Early so anyway, odds. Uh, it it opened in eighty nine and it closed in two thousand eight. So there's a very yeah. Chance. So I think we went there. The whole thing. It was an area of downtown Disney, like mm-hmm. which was their shopping area, right, but yeah. you had to pay money to get in. Right. And then. In 2008, they decided they were just going to expand downtown Disney, and now right. it has since turned into Disney Springs. I love Disney Springs. Like, and Disney Springs doesn't cost anything to go to if you just want to walk around. Mm-hmm. It's busy. Like, it gets busy because you get people that don't necessarily have park tickets. Right. Mm-hmm. Go over there. Great restaurants. A lot of fun shops. It's funny. Yeah, now as an adult, I definitely see the benefit and and nice, uh, niceness of Pleasure Island. Of, uh, sorry. Disney Springs. Disney right. Springs, not Pleasure but Island. But I can't imagine Pleasure Island not like now being particularly fun. It was very much of a late 80s, 90s mm-hmm. Michael mm-hmm. Eisner kind of right. idea. Like, hey, let's get... Because he didn't want people to leave the park. Like, he didn't right. want people to leave yeah. property. So right. if you gave him more stuff to do... Right. Um, so, Corey, going back on what you said about, okay, kids, you heard from the cartoon Rat. And the thing I just love about that is when Krusty's urging everyone, go ask your parents right now. And he's like, you're not going to miss anything funny. I'll just be sitting here reading this grown-up's newspaper. <laughs> and it's the racing form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. That was good. And now, so the other thing, too, like going back to the Bible thing mm-hmm. of Homer re- reading the Bible, like he's sitting on the couch. Yeah. The kids are watching TV. That's in the same room. Yeah. So where did they run to? <laughs> Like, they ran up to him. Like, you're right there. The geography of the house changes when needed. And also, I was like, how did he not see the ad? I guess he was very entrenched in the Bible at that point. I felt really bad about the flashbacks to previous trips. I feel Marge's pain. That Amish country visit. Because she was like, I I just want a trip where where we won't... Embarrass ourselves. embarrass ourselves or get in an argument or because that's pretty much every vacation we go on yeah <laughs> uh the beach the be- shark boy shark boy, ah, shark boy. <laughs> yes i was wondering did robert rodriguez watch this and get his idea for shark probably. boy and lava girl probably <laughs> and i really like what homer deems as important his essentials essential. yeah an invisible dog leash. <laughs> Lobster hat. The one that really made me shudder was Fishnet Speedo Jr. Yes. yes. Oh. <laughs> and Jr. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah, his Homer's essentials. He's like, oh, all packed. All yep. good. And, <laughs> and so one of my favorite parts of this episode. Mom, Dad, Bart's, Bart's dead. dead. That's right. Dead serious about going itchy and scratchy land. <laughs> she brings him in in the, the wagon. <laughs> yes. Just absolutely an incredible joke. Yeah. I love it so much. Lisa wakes them up out of a dead sleep <laughs> to try to convince yeah. them. This episode is full of, I believe from the last episode, the term I should use is bangers. Yes. yes. This episode is full of bangers. Yep, I would agree. Which one of you is Grandpa's little helper? <laughs> I ain't seen I'll dang blasted. And which one of you is the, the mailman? mailman. <laughs> 
those animals are just my favorite fending. part of What's that, that? Though, is afterwards the look on the animals' faces when they both kind of side each other like, uh oh, we're, we're troubled. <laughs> and then the family agrees to disband and join other families if listen, this trip is terrible. Listen, if we had that agreement, we'd all be in different families That's now. That's true. Although I feel like it always comes together at the end. I don't think we ever come home mad at each other. Do you remember the comedy? Yes, but we Museum. didn't come home mad at each other. That was just that moment. And once that was done, everything was okay. Traveling is stressful. So it is. If you can travel with somebody and not kill them by the end of it, you're meant to be with that um, person. Honestly, in every museum we've ever been to, there has been an argument. It's true. And it's usually between me and London. Yep. <laughs> and it usually ends in tears. Oh. Almost always ends in tears. <laughs> But as Corey was mentioning very quickly, the Comedy Museum, there's a Comedy Museum in Jamestown, and we went there um, one time, and her and London got into an argument because there was, like, a thing where you could, like, get in front of a screen and you could, like, record something. I don't know if it was, like, an SNL monologue or it was something like that, and you could do it with your friend. And Corey's trying to get London to do it. She doesn't want to do it, so they start arguing back and forth. And then... Corey's like basically in tears at this point. London's yelling back at her. Myself and the other two kids were just kind of like walking around the gift shop. <laughs> like, we don't want anything to do with this. And the absolute best part is when you leave the comedy museum, because this was like at the very end, and then of course you walk into the gift shop. When you leave, someone hands you, you someone hands you a joke <laughs> that is printed. And so this woman walks up to them as this is all happening, and she's like, guys want your joke <laughs> you forgot to mention one of the employees who walked into the room yes. when it was happening and then and just walked circled right around. around and walked out <laughs> but yes that was and that Corey's right. like in tears she's like yes please thank you <laughs> it was great but yeah so march does have some very specific vacation wishes yeah mm-hmm do things together as a family. Yes. Exercise. And get a lot of good exercise outdoors. Which they do. They do. They point that out. And I out. love that it comes back to that at the end when they point that out. So uh, I really liked the bit. And I, again, this is one where I feel like I always forget what episodes exist in Five Corners. Yes. Five Corners is <laughs> yes. pretty great. Uh, because and that kind of reminds me It does not exist. Where, like, I would force the family yes. to do something you like totally that. And you'd all would. be like... Can we stop standing in five different states now? And I just go, well, no, no, we need to well, do it a little longer. You know, longer. there there is that place. Is it near Wyoming or? Mm, yeah, it's four corners. It's four corners. The it's four five, corners, yeah. where in one one particular spot there is no jurisdiction. Right. Ah. That's where I would kill you. Oh my God! Okay. Cut that out! Cut that out! And she just Cut admitted out. it. Cut that FBI? out. FBI? <laughs> Are you listening? No one's. Listening. I did like the sign. <laughs> freeway to some other state yes it was a good <laughs> joshua jackson good bit. are you listening yeah it was a good bit to uh to keep it out yeah four corners actually exist in utah colorado arizona and new mexico right okay that's where they meet so did you guys realize that one of the signs of evil is vanessa williams <laughs> i didn't i love vanessa williams that, that yeah that dun, 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 there's a if you've dun, ever traveled cross country it's there's a lot of there's a lot of Jesus signs. There's a, I yes, to there talk are a lot radio of crosses, lot, but I feel like there's a lot of Christian talk radio yes, out there. Yeah. Jesus is watching, followed by like signs for the gentlemen's club. Yes, that is 50 <laughs> and fireworks miles down and, the road. Fireworks. and fireworks. You are getting advertised a lot of Christ, a lot of um, dangerous explosives, 
and a lot of strippers. Oh, and weapons. And weapons. Yes. There are gun stores. Maybe some ninja stores. Sometimes the gun store is right next to the porn store. Sometimes. That's a good combo. There you go. Sometimes. I mean, you want to you maximize your time. Sometimes <laughs> it's fireworks and porn. <laughs> also true. <laughs> it's, or fireworks, porn, and ninja stars i think they put the ideas on two, they put the ideas on two wheels and then they spin them and then say okay we're gonna combine these two things <laughs> i said that they um just take a poll of like 12 year old boys yes what goes together yes fireworks fireworks and guns and porn <laughs> that's that's the perverted that's also how we got taco bell <laughs> kfc combo yes that's how that happened <laughs> thank you 12 year old boys a- any thoughts on the shortcut <laughs> I the homecoming banner oh, cracked me up. God, but they can't get lost because <laughs> these the, modern yeah. day cars all the and their silicon, silicon chips. chips and such. <laughs> and uh, let us never speak of the shortcut again. Yes. Yeah. Um, and now we've mentioned this many times before how there are lines from the the show which we tend to use over and over and over again. <laughs> I'm parked in the itchy lot. Is yep. that the yes. one? Yeah. Corey and I have definitely used that. Remember. Before. Yeah. Parked yes. in the itchy lot. Because again, for anybody who doesn't know, Disney World, Disneyland. All their parking lots are themed after characters. There's the villain's lot and the hero's lot, and then they separate them into sections. Oh, I'm in Pinocchio 401. Is Pinocchio the villain? Uh, It's undecided. He's he's an anti-hero. There you go. He kidnaps children. (laughs) He he helps turn them into uh, donkeys. There you go. No, that was Pinocchio. Isn't that what we said? Yeah, that's what I said. No, I thought... Oh, yeah, we did say Pinocchio. Sorry. (laughs) I was thinking Peter Pan. Oh, Peter Pan is also 100%. I was thinking Peter Pan. Just my apologies. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, that's that's what I meant, is he's a kidnapper. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, no, Pinocchio is, Pinocchio is a good guy. He's a liar. He's a filthy little liar. He is. But he's got a good heart. Does he? I feel like he's only looking out for himself. Well, I mean, it's good in that it's made out of oak. <laughs> <laughs> a hearty, robust wood. <laughs> Hickory was another option. <laughs> So, the last thing I want to mention... <laughs> I'm determined to include lines that I know will make Corey laugh yes. at the gym. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Uh, just the last thing I wanted to mention here was, um, and we mentioned it at the beginning, where we said, nothing can possibly go wrong. Possibly go wrong. Um, apparently, this was in the tag tagline of the Westworld movie posters, where it said, nothing can possibly go wrong. W-O-R-N-G was how it was spelled on the poster. So nothing could possibly go wrong, and they spelled wrong W-O-R-N-G. So oh. I was like, oh, that was kind of interesting. I feel like nowadays Clever. they would do that with like a, that like glitch effect. Yeah. Like, Right. So, And I will also say with this act and the second act, they were both very long. There's yes. a, yeah, there's like, a lot in this line, first so. act. Three, was over three is seven three minutes is real, long. Yeah, three mm-hmm. is real short. And act two, I think, is almost eleven minutes long. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the third act is only like three, four minutes. Right, right. And it's so, a lot like, and it's crazy too, because it's. We were talking about this before the episode. It is back to back to back jokes, right. especially mm-hmm. in the second act. The yes. second act, it is a lot of visual jokes. It's things that if you are not paying attention, you are going to miss. Right. Mm-hmm. I've watched this episode, no lie, at least probably fifteen times. And just in my most recent viewing yesterday, I discovered things, mm-hmm. especially in Act 2, that I was like, I didn't even catch that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Because if you're not paying close attention. Well, without any further ado, let's jump into Act 2 jump then in and find two. out what those things are. Uh, so for Act 2, Marge is slightly uneasy with the many references to violence at the park, but has an enjoyable time visiting the various violent attractions, which include a parade filled with itchy and scratchy robots. 
Homer and Marge eventually tire out and spend time away from the kids at the nearby parents' island, as Bart and Lisa continue having fun on their own. Bart and Lisa also visit a movie theater, where a documentary about the history of Itchy and Scratchy is being presented, including clips of the old Itchy and Scratchy films, Scratchtasia and Pinicchio. <laughs> Although going well, the family's vacation is ruined when Bart launches a stink bomb into an actor in an itchy suit and is captured by park security. Homer's also captured for kicking an itchy in the butt. Marge is informed of her son and husband's transgressions and is immediately embarrassed. Her son and her older, balder son. Balder, balder fatter, fatter son. son. <laughs> and meanwhile, Professor Frank, chief of the animatronic robots in the park parades, tells the other staff that according to chaos theory, all the itchy and scratchy robots will turn on their masters. And this happens seconds after he makes the announcement. All right, act two. Oh, chaos theory. Oh. <laughs> yes, obviously very much influenced yes. by Jurassic Park and Dr. Ian Malcolm. Yeah. See thing is <laughs> uh so i really enjoyed that the nurse's station was one of the areas not operating yes. the headmaster the bloodbath the mangler and the nurse's station so yes. if you get hurt oh well you're on your own <laughs> one one of my favorite parts was when she's trying to sell him itchy and scratchy money and she and he's like well what does it do and she's like i don't know it's fun it's like regular like, money but it's fun okay well if it's fun too. i don't know it's fun <laughs> okay well if it's fun i'll take eleven hundred dollars yeah <laughs> like disney dollars yep. mm-hmm. and then he goes in and absolutely no itchy and scratchy money accepted here and that's got to be like all the money he brought with him yeah yeah and i don't think they do that anymore right uh, they still do Disney do dollars. They? Okay, so um, for those of you that don't know, yeah, Disney has its own like currency. Yeah, it's that not. You can trade in. At least I'm. I think they still do it. It's. It's been many years. I mean, now everything is gift cards. Right. But yeah, they did do Disney dollars for. Oh no, it's actually it's apparently defunct. Okay. That's what it says. But now. Yeah, and that was kind of the thing. There were like they would try to get you to convert to Disney dollars, and then you'd walk around, and there was literally shops that didn't take it. It isn't there stuff that's connected to the bands that you get. Uh, well, that's yeah, like you can, they yeah, you just can connect that to your bank account. Right, now. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was discontinued from printing and sale in 2016, but Disney must and still does accept it at all their United States theme parks, cruise ships, the oh. Disney store, and certain parts of Castaway Cay, which is their private island that they have oh, in the Interesting. So if, you've, if you're hanging on to those Disney dollars, you're hoarding them. If you've got it in mayonnaise jars, waiting for buried the in the backyard, dig it up, take it to your Disney store. They'll take it. They'll take it. Wait, you can do it at a Disney store, too? Yeah. If they have them? If they're still around. We don't have any yeah. around. We don't have any around, so... So, the one joke that I completely missed, until I watched it again last night, is when Homer buys the tickets. Yes. I noted that as well. <laughs> one adult and four children. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yep. I never caught that until, like, yeah, right. I was watching it yesterday. I was like, that's was a like, good joke. Wait a minute. <laughs> Because, again, they show you the sign. He asks right. for that. It's the itchy and scratchy money. It is it is joke right after another. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to catch them all. Yep. This is one that I feel like requires multiple views. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tavern on the screen. Demands it. Tavern on the screen. <laughs> huh? I got to say, though, the first thing I do when I get to amusement park is not go have lunch. Yes. 
That was the very first thing we saw them do. No, no, no. Those kids are not just going to be like, eh, we'll have lunch. Right. No, <laughs> those go kids nuts. want to be on every ride there is. They will starve I, rather than it, go. It's funny you say most kids, lunch. and I'm like, no, that's me. I go to amusement park, and I'm like, we have to hit everything we possibly can. Yeah. And Corey knows this. Yeah. That I feel that, too. That when we went to Universal, and at that point I had one of those step counters, and I had we had over twenty three thousand steps. Oh yeah! Every time I go to Disney, <laughs> uh, my my step counter is twenty thirty thousand steps. Like it's wild. It's and obviously less. I just now. want to get my money's worth. I'm right. like, I want to do as much as we can. And then I remember what was it? The second night, there was the fireworks. Yes, and, and I threw up. And oh. she, yeah, she was like so just. I over was everything. so it's a long exhausted. Day. And I was just yeah. like, but the fireworks. And she's yeah. like, all right, we'll stay. And I'm like, no, let's go. Like you're not doing well. We should probably go. And then, and then like, of course, me. I'm like trying to use the kids as an excuse. Well, I think they want to see the fireworks. And they're just like, Dad, we don't care. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's go. Although weirdly enough. And I see it every time I go to one of the parks. The first thing I see is a line at the Starbucks or the Joffrey's Coffee right by the entrance of yeah. any park. Huge line. I'm like, that's the first thing you want to do is get a coffee? Listen, right. you need that caffeine, baby. Just bring it with you. Right. So another thing that I did not notice is, so after Marge, so Marge is having her whole like, mm, I don't love all this violence kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the kids are like, here, it's pretend violence. And yep. they smack each other. When they cut to Marge holding Maggie, Maggie. Maggie's matching, making yes, punching. Yes, she's making her <laughs> little punching. And I was like, oh, it clearly does affect her. Yep. And she does have a bit of a... But, and yeah. I love that... There's no need to murmur. Yes. I love <laughs> that, that guy. That the guy. guy from the park. And what he says, I, just, I wrote the whole thing down because I just thought it was so funny. There's no need to murmur, ma'am. We're just as concerned about violence as you are. That's why we're always careful to show the consequences of deadly mayhem so we can educate as well as horrify. That mouse played that cat's lungs like a bagpipe, and then they were perfectly breathing but perfectly it, fine. Yeah, but in the next up. seed, the cat is breathing comfortably. Oh, yes. And then he goes, just like in real life. Hey, look over there. <laughs> Yoing! <laughs> just takes off. Is the, uh, this feels like maybe one of the earliest instances of, hey, look over there. Yes. But I just love his response, just like in real life. <laughs> yes. But it's it's funny that even at the restaurant, baby guts veal is still yes. veal is still considered a negative food. You disgust, you disgust me. me. Did she not know she was ordering veal? Yeah, because I would think it, it should would have show said, up. yeah, right. Maybe she didn't know what it was. That's that's true. It could be like like the Denny's menu where it's just all photographs. Like you don't or even have like, to be able to read. You can just point. You know, it's been established before. Marge isn't very adventurous when it comes to food and recipes. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's she true. just didn't know what it was. But also going back to when Marge is complaining, did you happen to notice Homer's face behind her? Mm-mm. He just has this super annoyed face, like, oh, here she goes, here she again. goes again. And it, I was actually laughing about that. I thought it was pretty funny. And you, you guys know, babies love the ballroom. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like they had to figure out a way to get Maggie out of the family. Yes. In like a reasonably funny but semi logical way. Right. Like And they did it. There's nowhere in Disney you can just drop your kids off and leave them. Mm-hmm. On cruise ships, weirdly enough, there is. But not on, <laughs> on cruise ships. There is. There there's is. like a little kids area yes. that you can just drop your kids off and go and party. Then, and then there's the teen area. Teen. Ooh. Yeah. But no one wants to go there. Yeah, it was like uh, okay, we have to get them on the rides. We cannot have them taking Maggie on those rides. Right. Those right. are terrible. Plus, then they can't go to Parents Island because right. they have Maggie. And it was that or leave Maggie at home. Right. 
Yeah. But then you lose all the ball pit jokes, and there were a couple good ball pit jokes. Then you lose all the ball pit jokes. And especially, like, she just dumps her in, and she just falls into the ball, mm-hmm. and then just gets upped against the, the window. <laughs> and then some of the, the actual lands on the map. So we got Torture Land, Explosion Land, Searing Gas Pain Land, and Unnecessary Surgery Land. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. And you know what? If we don't hurry, it's the 12 noon robot parade. If we don't hurry up, we're going to have to wait for the 12 05 parade. <laughs> yeah, Disney does a lot of parades, yeah. but not quite five minutes apart. But I I liked the the parade, was a great bit. Yes. Bart. You see all that just, stuff in his head? That's why, that's your, why robot your robot didn't robot work. Never worked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the little baby axe. It's very cute. That's probably dirty. Dirty. And yeah. sharp. Dirty, maybe. Dangerous, hardly. <laughs> He shows up again. He shows up again, yeah. It's like Bart's dreams. It's so close to my dreams. So now, I did see something about that, and this might have been a reference to this, because Matt Groening has admitted to having recurring nightmares of being locked in hours in an amu- after hours in an amusement park that's patrolled by robots. So that could have been kind of his own... It's like a like Five Nights at Freddy's, too. Yes. That was, a, that was a reference for the young listeners. Yes. Caleb... London. Um, so this is going back when the guy was like, we can educate as well as horrify. She says, no, it's in the restaurant where they're ordering. And she goes, we just got here and already I'm mortified. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like something you'd say. Yes. 100%. <laughs> uh, I like their interesting take on a log flume. It's quite yes. different. Yeah. You got arrows? No. You got some cannons. This thing about the scary spikes, what if you have adults in the front? Right. Mm-hmm. Although I thought I mean this is they a pretty high set it up that way. This is a pretty high tech place. They probably like if it was Disney, they'd have like some scanner next Sensor to the boat or and be like, Okay, yeah. you can you can point it out this much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was nuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the saw blade. They cut the boat in half. half. That seems again And they have to jump off to like mattresses on the crash pads. <laughs> yeah. Like it's this is another one of those things. I guess we could like we're, we could subtitle this episode like "Krusty's Bad Business Decisions" because cutting the boats in half every time <laughs> yep. seems like a terrible, yep, terrible thing in terms of affordability mm-hmm. and sustainability. Right. Absolutely. I remember, and it's very sweet. Um, we went when we went to Universal. The kids really looked out for me <laughs> um, on the rides because. Most of the time, I was sitting near one of the kids or two of the kids, and like, they know I'm. I'm kind of like, meh. I don't know about this, but they would like hold my hand. Even Kaylin, who was, I mean, God, how old was she? She wasn't even double digits yet. No, she was. I think she was. Was like she twelve? No. It was longer ago than that. It was longer ago than that. It was London's high school graduation. Oh right. Anyways, it doesn't matter. No, yes. Yeah, so no, that was about four, four or five years ago. And Kaylin's 16 now, so... Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. So Feels she would have been like 11 or 12. Okay. You throw a pandemic stretch time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, they would, like, hold my hand to make sure I was okay. I remember there was that log ride. What was it? The Jurassic Park one? Or I don't know. Yeah, there was Jurassic Park log ride there. Or... That one or the one we got stuck on? 
No, not the one we got stuck on. But there was a log ride. Yeah, and... there's the Jurassic Park ride that has the big drop. Yes, there's yes, it a... was the one with the big drop. There's Dudley Do Right's right. log. Yeah, we went on that too. But the one with that the big was the one drop we got stuck up on. At the very top, we got stuck, and then Kaylin started freaking out. I was like, I want to go. I'm like, no, we can't. Too late now. Um, but there when I was like, I don't know, I kind of want to, but I also don't. Brendan took my hand and was like, come on, we'll go. <laughs> and him, London, and I went, and we all held hands <laughs> <laughs> because I was terrified. Mm-hmm. I, Because oh, I, I had to stay with Kaylin because yes. she refused to go on it. I grew up in the 2020, not the year, but the TV show with Barbara Walters telling my grandparents that if I went on any amusement park rides, surely I was going to die. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Clearly. And I... You really internalized that. Yes. I loved right after the log ride when like Homer and Marge are kind of like, all right, maybe this is separate. Marge and they're talking. just basically talking to the kids and like, are you guys going to be all right by yourself? And kids then are all already, of a sudden they're already on the already ride. Already on the again. ride. Part of, <laughs> part, of, part, of, yes. part of spending time as a family is spending time apart as yes, individuals. Yep. And they, well, they got to go, they got to go check out that seventies disco. <laughs> Established in 1980. Have you seen the bartender? He looks just Did like John that? Travolta. Established in 1980. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Looks like. <laughs> looks like. And I did find out that this episode aired just a few months before Pulp Fiction. Mm. Oh. And that was, you know, the resurgence of okay. John, Travolta, John Travolta. So it actually kind Thanks, of makes sense. Clinton. Right. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have made sense. Right. Right. Um, and then we get one of the greatest moments in Simpsons history. This is this is one of those. It's that bit that like. <laughs> encompasses the whole episode. It's the thing that has lived on far longer. Are you talking about Ku Klux Klan? I am not talking about him or Disgruntled Goat. <laughs> I am talking about... <laughs> but I will say, Ku Klux Klan, I, that is a very it funny show. Yes! Yeah. It's risk. It's surprisingly risky. It is. They managed right. to make it, it work. Is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd be able to do it today. No. But I always I felt, laugh at that. I laughed at it, and then I felt bad right. for laughing at yes. it. But what we're dancing course, around yes. is the Bort license plate. <laughs> Are you Bart? talking to me? <laughs> no, my son is also named Bort. Bart cannot find a Bart license plate. He finds Barclay, Barry, Bert, Bort. Bort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mommy, I want a license plate. Not now, Bort. Are you talking to me? No, my son is also named Bort. <laughs> it's so stupid. And of course, Absolutely very intelligently. Yes. Universal Studios has absolutely capitalized this. Yes. Simpsons just as a property. Anywhere you go where there's like a Simpsons store or something like Bort. that, you find board stuff. Yep. Like there is a ton. You brought me back a board license a, plate a, from a, a board license plate pin. A pin. And it's, you a, it's a name tag. Back. Yeah, it's a name tag. And you brought me a keychain. A keychain that's And in fact, board. that keychain helped me get a deal on one on a car that I bought. Really? Because I gave I gave my keys to the guy so he could take a look at my old car and he's like well we weren't going to give it that much but my my boss saw the port like the port keychain was like yeah we'll do it we'll take care of him nice <laughs> um as a child so you're welcome thank you as a child whose name is spelled unconventionally c-o-r-i myself too yeah but Not i me. feel like there were more b-r-y-a-n's yeah, than c-o-r-i's so. i could never find anything personalized with Corey. not ever and when you did find something personalized with Corey spelled the right way 
boy howdy you bought it you bought it in bulk <laughs> i remember i don't know even where i was no i do it was at fantasy island there was Corey Stationery, C-O-R-I. Do you know how much that I conned my grandma into buying for me? A lot of it. Was it Lisa Frank? Five pads. Yeah, it was Lisa Frank-esque. Five notepads from the desk of C-O-R-I. Um, <laughs> there was the ID bracelet. Remember ID bracelets, guys? Yep. Um, there was the ID bracelet well, I just found. Just like a medical alert bracelet yes. for children. C-O-R-I. It turned my wrist green, but I don't care. It had my name spelled correctly. Yep. When you find your name in the wild spelled correctly, that is a cause of celebration. Now, I, in turn, pass the curse on to my own offspring, London. Halloween D-O-N, and unless you are on vacation in London or happen to find something referring to London the city, that's the only time you find London. Kaylin. Yep, it's the same with Kaylin and Brendan. I did And Brendan, them. yes. Brendan is spelled B-R-E-N-D-E-N. Where I know, I've misspelled O-N, it multiple times. Or Brandon. Or... And Kaylin, C-A-I-L-I-N. People always go, Caitlin. Yes. And can't find those names so i passed on the curse to, to my kids so you're welcome like, kids. Well. <laughs> uh, but no that whole board scene just absolutely incredible there's also the callback in, in act later three on. when they're freaking <laughs> yes. out or no it is it's all it's all the office later in this it's all the office calls yeah and we're out of board license plates <laughs> i repeat we're out of board license plates and i just remember remember at home depot when we used to have the walkie-talkie things Yes. And for just no reason at all, Rob Rowe would come on the walkie-talkie and he'd be like, Brian Flooring, uh, we are out of board license plates. <laughs> I repeat, we are out of board license plates. We abused the walkies and <laughs> overhead pages so How much. Did you guys... But that wasn't the overhead, it was just the walkies. I know, but we abused have. the use of those so How often. did you guys keep your jobs we were for as too long valuable. as you had? Nikki and, I, Nikki and I, are, I remember having a conversation... Where it was like, we are too valuable in this building. We know too many things. Once you could operate the machinery there, really, it was... Yes. They couldn't afford to fire you. All right, well, speaking of Nikki... Do we, what, what do we want her to do in this episode? Uh, so, Nikki, at this point, um, I would like you to include a an itchy and scratchy GIF okay. on our Facebook page. On okay. our Facebook page and for, while... For the post for this episode. Okay. And while you're at it... Give us a crying emoji. Oh, no, no. No? Here we go. We're going to throw her another clue at the end of the episode because we want to make sure she she listens to the whole thing. Yeah. Because she's um, a masochist. (laughs) (laughs) More to be announced, Nikki. Therefore. Well, you know what? We'll just just have her do all three. That's true. So, yes, the itchy and scratchy gif on the Facebook page, a crying emoji on the Facebook page. Because because you've had enough of our tomfoolery. And we'll have you do something on Instagram at the end. There you go. (laughs) Nikki's like, I'm not friends with any of you anymore. And Nikki's like, and this is the last time I listen to this crap. (laughs) (laughs) So this, also here, after... So after the Bort license plate, this is when they start the the rule of threes, where Bart att- 
tax. Yes. <laughs> essentially, yes. accosts why? one of the characters. Why? Just to be a jerk. Just, yeah, I don't understand he, why. He's just a bad kid. Oh, the guy wasn't doing anything, but yep. trying. He stomps, itches, <laughs> he just stomps his foot in that first one. Yeah, and you hear the bones breaking. Oh. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and then we go back to Parents Island. TGI McScratchy's Good Time Food Drink. Yes. <laughs> That's a great name. It's so perfectly it. stupid. And it's constantly New Year's Eve. It must be wonderful to ring in the new year over and over again. Please kill me. Please kill me. We haven't, and then later on they bring it back. We have a jumper on the roof. Yes. Of TGI McScratchies. <laughs> another Prob- jumper. Another jumper. Yeah, so <laughs> probably one times. of the waiters. Yeah. And, and then, we, yeah, so then we get the Itchy's Minefield sponsored by Laramie <laughs> Cigarettes. Laramie Cigarettes. <laughs> this, that's probably why it was cut out for syndication. That's because true. Of the, the, Laramie Cigarettes the sponsoring thing. thing it doesn't happen as much in Disney, right. but it certainly used to. But and then we jump back to the brand. babies. They look unhappy. Add more balls. Yeah. <laughs> but that's also where we get, before that, we get uh, the second, when Bart comes back into the minefield after exiting yes. to mm-hmm. kick Scratchy in the knee. Yep. Yeah. This is definitely one of my favorite Itchy and Scratchy moments, is Scratch-tasia. It's I. It's yes. incredible. Chopping him up into dust was, I felt, very inspired. Like, that's one of the best things the writers have yep. ever done, because mm-hmm. that was very clever. And Matt Groening has gone on to say that he would love to devote an entire episode uh, themed around, like, Fantasia, but then he was like, eh, we've kind of already done that, yeah. so... Right. But then again, this many episodes in, maybe he'll change his mind. They really... <laughs> they They had a lot to work with, and I'm I mean, they, again, created so much original stuff for this. They right. had to make itchy and scratchy stuff just for this episode yep. that could mm-hmm. never get reused or never used elsewhere. But and no, that Scratchtasia, it's just, it's so well done and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. A, an absolute amazing parody right. of the original mm-hmm. Fantasia. And then, you know, of course, the Pinicchio is just a very quick thing. Yeah. Just, I will not tell Also funny, though. But yeah. And Corey, you really laughed at that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The nose went right through the eye. <laughs> but, sorry, yeah, sorry and then guys. When Bart and Lisa are watching the movie where we do see Roger Meyer Sr. and some yeah. of his questionable... Oh, yeah, he loved most people most of the world. Most people of the world. <laughs> I thought was great. But uh, that's when they kind of realize, wait, have we been desensitized to all this violence? Want to get a snow cone? <laughs> yeah. I... So continuing on from there, I especially loved the little bastard traveling kit yeah. and yes. the fact that little bastard is a registered trademark yes was re- that's again another good little joke and then he th- shoots the stink bomb that's our third yes i just wanted to entertain. entertain and i think that's the guy who then kicks him off the yes it is. later on i think it's the same voice but it also i just love bart's reasoning behind it oh that itchy he thinks he's god's gift to women <laughs> yes how both of them reason it, how Homer does the same later. You know what? Yeah. But then I I really liked the reference it like he had a lot of Star Wars ish references yep. that the security guards are dressed like Imperial Guards. Yes. They go all the way down to sub basement four mm-hmm. and then they're driving in the little car that is on all the all the tunnels. Right. And it kinda has like a sound of sound one like of the sound. um cars like in the Death Star and stuff yeah. like that when it goes through. Mm-hmm. But um, the office calls as they drive by are great too. Mop the and mop. Bucket Man to the exit of the Nauseator. It's a well-named ride, I guess. <laughs> we have another jumper on the roof of DJI McScratchies, and again, yeah. we are out of board license plates. <laughs> and then just a really subtle, dumb little joke, but made me laugh. 
when they're working on the robot and they take its face off. <laughs> I really wish they wouldn't scream. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so then we find out Homer also kicked Itchy in the butt. Yep. And he won. <laughs> why not? And then his reasoning for it. Obviously, we're jumping ahead a little yes. bit, but he's like, Marge, I was a little political prisoner. How were How? you a political prisoner? <laughs> I kicked a giant mouse in the butt. Do I have to draw you a diagram? <laughs> and the, when Marge gets the reveal, because they make the announcement, which we've already buying, mentioned. Buying her shirt. Corey mentioned. Well, she's buying her shirt. Of best vacation, vacation ever. ever. Yes. And she's sitting there, and she goes... So embarrassed. I wish there was a hole that I could just fall into and die. Okay, throw her, throw in, the her in the hole. <laughs> That's another line that we have used a lot. Oh, throw her in the hole. So and yes. Frank again mentions his elementary chaos theory. It says all the robots will eventually turn against their masters and run amok in an orgy of blood and kicking and the biting with the middle teeth and the hurting and shoving. Luckily, it won't be for another twenty-four hours. And then they start. Oh. Got to carry, to carry the, the one. one. <laughs> <laughs> Great joke. Because <laughs> yes. again, Frank like is known as this genius, or he's spo- he puts himself out there as a genius, yep. and then he constantly makes these dumb little errors. Right. Exactly. So, and then yeah, Homer. I think that robot's That's coming, coming out, out to me. me. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird. It's a weird act joiner right there, like where they actually revisit that right. scene. Yeah, but he's not doing the same thing. No, he's not. So I guess it's just like a second later. Yeah. But so I I will mention that obviously the lights go out. Now, first off, how long were they in that detention center? (laughs) Because it was day when they went in there. Right. And and they come come out out. and it's nighttime and there's like no one left in the park. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, why hasn't anyone picked up Maggie at this point? Right. Right. Maggie's still in the the daycare. Yeah. She's probably the safest place for her. Yeah. She's underground. But um, I will say, like, the animation of the night was just very, very well done. Yes. The way that they made it look and mm-hmm. everything like that. And it kind of almost gave you that eerie feeling of, oh, something's coming and it's kind of foreboding and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it was very well done. But I liked the first-person animation on the robots, too. Like, yeah. it had a very Terminator, Terminator. Yep. feel to it earlier, even when they're in the parade and yep. they're identifying each other. Yep. And yeah, and like I said, this is another long act. This is uh-huh. over 11 minutes long right. know, for their act. So most of what was happening was all put into this yeah, act. They wrap mm-hmm. it up in act three pretty but, quick. Yeah, but excellent act. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, no, two is. And so much happens. And it's we so forgot good. to mention Cletus. Yes. Oh, what done yeah. That he takes there? the. He takes, he's take the one. Picture. Right, he takes the picture, yeah. and that's how we know and the And that's how it starts. That's right. And that's where we meet Moss Buckler for the first time. <laughs> Miff-moff? Miff, not Miff-moff. Hey, Ma, get off the dang roof. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right, so that takes us to the end of Act 2, unless you guys got anything else. No. No. All right, so then Act 3, this is a short one, but ties it up well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bart and Homer, Homer are released, and just as Marge is chewing them out, all power is cut, and a horde of itchy and scratchy robots advance on them. Homer frantically throws everything he can at them and discovers that the flash of a camera short-circuits the robot systems. The Simpsons then grab dozens of cameras from a gift shop, smashy smashy, and defeat the entire itchy and scratchy army. The family is thanked for saving the park and agree that it was their best vacation ever. Regardless, 
they decide to never speak of the trip again. <laughs> All right, Act 3. I mean, they did get two free passes for That's saving true. the park. But there are five of us. Two free two passes. Two free passes. <laughs> that was a great joke. Poor Homer. Is, he's so ugly without his three strands of hair. <laughs> <laughs> My hair! <laughs> so now, apparently, too, I didn't realize this, because, again, haven't seen Westworld. But the music, as the robot group kind of pushes mm-hmm. towards them, is supposed to be based on the music from Westworld. Um, it's a good thing they didn't go to that bird sanctuary. <laughs> my God. It's okay. just as bad. That's such a great, dumb little cutaway joke, too. And it's obviously a parody of the birds. Yeah. Yep. And one of the great films from Alfred Hitchcock, but let me tell you. Hello, therapist. Let me tell you. <laughs> Um, that movie, I watched it when I was far too young. Mm-hmm. Who was watching me as a child? Rams. No one. Rams no was just like, it's fine. I, w- I was far too young. I watched the birds. And now, like, I have taken this completely weird, irrational, and guys, I know it's irrational, but I'm still, I'm terrified of birds. This happened recently when we were at the I'm beach, terrified and there were seagulls flying, she's like, we need to leave. No. And I'm like, okay. I'm terrified of birds. Like, I see them on the, on the wires, and I'm like, what are they talking about? Are they plant, are they plotting against us? No, they want to know real. if, they want to know if an elephant can fly. Birds aren't real. That's, that's racist? They're robots. That part wasn't. (laughs) Yes, it turned out to be. Um, But, like, I'm... That movie... Watch it. It's a very good movie. It's very important to cinematic history. It's a beautifully shot film, but also terrifying. Mm -hmm. Terrifying. But no, and just... Bringing bringing Hans Mulm. Yes. He's the only person. is so great. Not that one. Everyone running and just, (laughs) yeah, I need the biggest sea bell you You have. have. No, No, that's that's too too big. big. (laughs) Yeah, there's nobody they could have used to do... Like, it wouldn't have been funny if Lenny had delivered that line. No. Like, it had to be be Hans Mulm. Yep. And, again, another of my favorite moments of this episode, when you mentioned... The, the itchy chopper. character, and they're on the chopper. Yes. They're like, oh, we're saved! And they run to the chopper, and they're oh. all sitting there, and they go, hey, you're the guys that didn't like our caper in. <laughs> to hell. Tell them Itchy sent you. <laughs> I love the use of the word capering. That yes, was a good... That too. That was good. I wrote down all the things that Homer throws. Yes. <laughs> he throws his wallet. He throws coins two separate times. <laughs> a banana. He pulls his underwear off yep. and throws it. Yes. And then finally the camera... Chucks it, and it flashes. Yeah, those long cameras. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you'd have flash cubes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you had to flash replace them. cubes. Were a ridiculous yep. thing. Yep. And as Homer mentioned, nobody ruins a Simpsons vacation except for him, or maybe the boy. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked. It was a weird line when <laughs> what Homer says to Lisa because she's trying yes. to tell him like, "Oh, the cameras worked. The what flash you- must have scrambled their circuits." <laughs> what are you, the narrator? <laughs> I want to start using that line more often when somebody's explaining something. That was amazing. What are you, the narrator? And then, of course, Bart figures it out to go get more cameras. Smashy, smashy. Smashy, smashy. I don't approve of that. Hey, my (laughs) sitches. With a dry, cool wit like that, I could be an action hero. 
And the thing I love about that is afterwards when Homer's dismantling all of them and he's like, die, robots, die. And then he goes... He's on the mountain of, yes. of robots. And then he ends up trying to say the same thing, but they cut it off. Yeah, it fades... Cool wit like that. Right, it fades out. It was a weird but little joke. But the thing joke. that was cool right. about that, if you look, he's still mouthing the words. Mm-hmm. So he says the whole thing. Right, they they're just, just ignoring him. Yeah, say they're it. just ignoring yeah. him. But I thought that was so funny that he says the exact same thing. And of course, what he said is nothing as witty as what Bart said. Right. But. <laughs> yeah. Best vacation ever. <laughs> brought us bonkers. Brought us together. Killed. We got lots of exercise and so many memories. <laughs> never speak of it I again. No, you're right. This was truly the best vacation ever. So never speak of it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we've already mentioned the two free passes from Roger yep. Myers yes. Jr. Now, I did notice, though, that in this episode, that is a different voice for Roger Myers mm-hmm. Jr. Mm. He usually has a different voice. Someone else is voicing him. So, Do you um, guys remember disposable cameras? Yeah. Yes, of course. I remember going to weddings and, and having had disposable them on, cameras. Had them on yeah. I used to take them all the time, too, because then I was like, it won't damage my camera. When right, I'm right and if you lose it, oh well. And they were so cheap, and it was so convenient, and now Urban Outfitters is selling them for like 25 bucks a pop. I yep. hate Urban Outfitters for that mm-hmm. reason. They're, they're, uh-huh. so, they're, they're so hipstery. Uh-huh. Yep. All right, so now we got to talk about Euro Itchy and Scratchy We absolutely land. do. So, again, <laughs> this, this episode's from 94. They had just opened Euro, Euro, Disney. Euro Disneyland, which is now known as Disneyland Paris, and it was an abysmal failure. Yep. Like yes. it cost the company a ton of money. It since has now turned a profit, and it's actually very popular. And it's my considered one of the best Disney parks on the planet. My cousin is it really? Yeah, my cousin went to Europe, and instead of seeing the sights like you know an adult would do, <laughs> she went to Euro Disneyland. Well, I mean, they, they have what's arguably the best version of Space Mountain there. It's based on Jules Verne. <gasps> and it's much what? more like detailed story. Like it's their Tomorrowland is more like old timey views of the future. Um well which is fabulous which sounds excellent. I've watched videos and, and watched a lot of content on that. Well maybe but she made the right decision. <laughs> it was very much not like it, it that's France is very much like they don't want that like Disney yeah. feels too American. Yeah. They don't want that. And it just was a, a huge bust initially. It cost so much money. It cost, it made them actually have to cut other projects in the States mm-hmm. because it cost so much money and they lost so much. Mm-hmm. So it was a very fun joke, which now doesn't even seem that timely. Right. My children need wine. <laughs> just, I love him. Hello. I also. Scratchy land, open for business. Who are you resist, eh? <laughs> I also really like the detail that they even made the sign and all the same stuff is closed. Yep. Because yes. I looked it up and it's it, the, the, uh, so the whole sign says, <laughs> manage ors de usage, which is broken down areas yeah. or, or shut down areas. Then they had le pauvre tazer which is like the head yes. basher. They had the Lasagne, which is the bender or the bleeder is how I translated it. The massacre, which is like the massacre. Yes. And then postes and fermeres, the nursing the station nursing also station. closed. Yeah. I know. I thought but, yeah. that was really good when I saw that. I was like, my, oh, that's one the of my same stuff. One of the lines I still, <clears throat> I whenever I think of this episode, I think of my last paycheck bounced. My children need the wine. <laughs> Yeah, and then he starts yelling in French, but I was trying to look it up, and there was multiple sources of French-speaking mm-hmm. people that said they right. couldn't make out right. what he yeah, was he's saying. Just, it was he's just, just rambling. So. But I, and I, I don't know if this was something, it must not have been cut, but like it feels like 
in my memory, I always remember the episode ending there. Yes. Like yeah. that mm-hmm. seems like a better place to end it. And that's one of those instances where you've talked about it. He could just be mumbling French stuff over the credits, and that would have right. been, I think, funny. Right. Instead, they cut back to the family. But I love this moment. It is good, it's but it just so doesn't. It feels. Great. It feels. It doesn't feel like the best place to have. Ended. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. okay, we're just doing something just to right. make up some time. Right. We had to bring here. the family back, but. The moment we're talking about, of course, is Lisa and Bart have a theory on violence and comedy because Marge basically tries to point out, well, now that you've been involved in something like this, maybe you'll see that it's not so funny. Right. And then Lisa says, well, it's not funny if it happens to you. Watching it and it happens to someone else, then it's hilarious. She goes, allow me to demonstrate. She takes her (laughs) shoe off and hucks it at Bart's head. And, of course, Marge starts laughing, and then when she realizes what happened, she's like, oh, wait a minute, Lisa, go to your room. <laughs> One of the rare moments Lisa has to get punished. Yes. And, yeah, and then that takes us to the end here. Like I said, only, like, it was under four minutes. Yeah. This yeah. end scene, so. so it was super up. quick. So I'm also wondering how that did work, thinking back to syndication. Like... Right, because you, you have know, to cut it because, in different places yeah, to get the commercial break. So then. I'm wondering if they maybe cut it up somehow differently mm-hmm. or something like that, but it just seems a little odd. But And I don't even know where I would watch this episode on right. syndication. Yeah, so. exactly. So, but, yeah, because, I mean, Disney Plus is, I think, really the only place you can watch it now, so. All right, so, yeah, that takes us to the end here, unless anybody has anything else they want to no. mention. So, all right. Sorry all right. for all of our tangents. Yes. But ratings, uh, in its original broadcast, Itchy and Scratchy Land finished 67th in the ratings for the week of September 26th through October 2nd, with a Nielsen rating of 9.0, which is equivalent to approximately 8.6 million viewing households. It was the third highest rated show on the Fox network that week, following Beverly Hills 90210, The X-Files, and it was tied with Melrose Place. <laughs> So I don't know do, the theme do, song do, too. Do, 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 it's basically Beverly Hills 90210, just kind of tweaked a bit. Yes, it's really not that far off. If you really think feel, about it. it. Sounds sounds about right. Yes. So all right. Um, so yeah, let's talk about our thoughts on this episode. Obviously, Patrick, this was yours. We'll start with you. Again, I've I've said it a couple times. I love this one. It's so fun. It's I feel like it's really one of the high points of the show. I know it ends up on a lot of top 10 lists, but I was just really surprised even in watching it yesterday that there was still new stuff that I was finding. Things that I've mm-hmm. never noticed. I've never noticed the one adult, four children joke. Yep. Same. Um, I, there was the, the, even the sign, the ride's not operating. I don't know that I actively read that sign. Right. Maggie making the punching hand. Like there's just. Definitely so... the French sign. I never noticed. Yeah. It's just, right, because who's going to think, unless you know French or you stop, pause it to translate it. And for some, for a show from the mid-90s, before the internet, that was, they packed right. a lot of mm-hmm. stuff into this. So I, I really commend them. The writing is so good. Mm-hmm. It's so, for Act 2 being such a long act, the fact that they pack the jokes in just one right at like they don't even give you a chance to really right it didn't drag at all Mm-mm. you know especially for it being that long like no it is think a... that it would kind of be like oh okay let's get on with it but no it's no just it's one after another it's an yeah. episode that moves and it has a lot of stuff that as we've talked about the the board thing there's just things that are constant callbacks i'm parked in the itchy lot yep a lot it's of a bangers it's yeah. a lot of bangers as the kids are saying <laughs> yes so Corey, what are your thoughts 
I really like this episode. Um, I kind of forgot, like, you know, there was, there's the board thing that I just can't forget because the two of you won't let me. <laughs> um, but, like, there were a lot of things I forgot about it, but then I was like, oh, this is delightful. I really liked it. Good pick, Patrick. Yeah. Thank you. So this is what I was holding off on when we were talking about this before we started recording. This is a perfect Simpsons episode. <laughs> like, it's, if you want to know what The Simpsons is and you want to try to introduce, like, maybe you wouldn't start with this right. because you still want to build kind of Right, because otherwise you're going to think Itchy and Scratchy and, is a much more... Right. And, you know, you kind of have to know who the characters mm-hmm. are and everything. But this is definitely one I would show to people right away. If and you're you even to get, get some in. grandpa. Right. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, you have some of the ancillary characters. However, most of the episode focuses in on the main family and really develops them well. I'm always loving when Bart and Lisa go off and do, do something together. Yes. And they're actually, like, getting along. Like, I always love those because they always do Right, they well don't fight that. in the park at all. And it always seems like Bart always kind of has a little Except bit... Yeah, Bart always kind of has a little bit of a negative influence on Lisa. Right. And kind of makes her do things that she wouldn't normally do. (laughs) And I always kind of appreciate that. So, yeah, I mean, this episode is just, like, I always remembered liking it, but watching it again, I was like, wow, I have forgotten a lot of this. And The writing and the animation are... It's incredible. Perfect. Yeah, like, they're definitely firing on all cylinders Mm -hmm. at this point. They really, they got... They gave themselves a challenge with this episode, and they really rose to it. Right. Right. And, you know, they could have done the entire episode of just their travel to Itchy and Scratchy. Mm-hmm. Right. The, like, act one had a lot of travel jokes. Right. And a lot of them, I like remember. I said, a lot of it was cut out, so I didn't remember, like, the whole thing with that uh, restaurant. Um, yeah. Was it Fritzy's? Flickies. 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 <laughs> Where I don't remember that at all. Like, right. It was like I was right. seeing it for the first time. And, and that math, the math joke that I pointed out, the circumference, yeah. I was yeah. like, that's, who's going to know that? Right. right. So, but like, and also like, you know, part of me was like, oh, it would have been cool to kind of see what happened on the shortcut, but it's almost better that you didn't. That you don't know. And you just yeah. see all the craziness. <laughs> the army missile. And yes. The and banner, chickens yeah. flying out of Marge's <laughs> chickens, hair. Yeah. And, yep. Like, it's almost funnier that way. Yeah. And then you kind of figure out, well, what did happen? You Let's know? never speak of it so, again. Yeah. But no, I can't say enough about how much I enjoyed this episode. Um, it was just absolutely fantastic. And I finally picked one that wasn't a stinker. Delightful. Yeah. And, and I will say, I think I've mentioned this before, but, you know, when I went to Universal for the first time and went through Simpsons Land and everything and you know, waiting for the ride, and this episode is showing, with a bunch of clips from other episodes, too, but mostly this episode. And I went on the ride and absolutely loved it, and I got off the ride, and Brendan was pretty young at that point, maybe like eight, seven, eight years old. And we got off the ride, and the minute we get off the ride, there's Moe's, there's the Quickie Mart. And I literally looked at him and I said, did we die on that ride? Because <laughs> I said, in... what? And I said, because I'm in heaven right now. See, it's like so, your dreams. Yeah. It's just like Bart's line. It was very good. And even the second time going with Corey in London, like it was just as good, if not better. And um, so if you have a chance, go check out um, Simpsons The Simpsons Land, Land yes. at Universal. Uh, who knows how much longer it's going to be there, because obviously it's a Disney property now. Yeah, it's real weird. But um, it's still there for 
you know, quite a while from what I've heard, but I'm sure at some point it's not going to be. There. Yeah, once their new park opens, they might be like, yeah, okay, yeah. now we could now we could cut it down. Mm-hmm. So, but no, absolutely amazing. And yeah, this episode reminds me a lot of those experiences of going there and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, great pick. So, all right. So, Act 4. Patrick, we'll start with you. Uh, so, mine is actually a video game okay. that I've been playing recently. Um, there's a new game. Well, it's not really, I guess, not that new. It's new to me. Uh, it's a puzzle game that they just recently released on the Switch at the end of last month. I think it's also on PlayStation Five, which is weird. I don't know why they would put it on that st- that system only, but whatever. It's called Patrick's Parabox. Uh, it is a puzzle game. Oh, and I didn't even pick it just because it's named after. I'm sure. <laughs> but it is a genius kind of uh, li- little game. Like there's, I remember old games from like on the Game Boy and things like where you have to push boxes onto mm-hmm. little squares and then that wins you the game. You're doing that, except you're also a little box, little pink box with a face named Patrick. And the le- in many of the levels, the level you're in is also a piece that you're pushing around. So you can push into that piece. You can push in and out of pieces. It's so well done. It's genius. Every time I start, I like unlock a new level. Like I feel like I just like mastered something, and then they teach you something new in the next section. It's so. It's very very well done. Um, I'm, I'm playing it on the Switch right now. Nice. And it's a blast. Okay. So if you if you were into puzzle games. Cool. Patrick Sparrowbox. All right. Corey, what do you got? Um, well, I really, really don't have much. <laughs> um, what we, have I talked about what we do in the shadows? Sometimes. I think we just said it was back. Because it's back, and it's still delightful. Nandor is still my favorite. Uh, Guillermo's great. I've come around on Colin Robinson. Uh, Laszlo. I've just... There's not a bad one in the bunch. There's not a bad one in the bunch. And even as far as episodes go, like, you know, how how you, like, watch an episode and you're going, oh, this isn't the best. But, like, I don't think I've never, that I don't I've, think they've ever missed no, to this point. No, it's amazing. So go watch what we do in the shadows and tell them, Corey, from So It's Come to, to This, the Simpsons Family Podcast sent you. No, I'm serious. Tell that to your TV. And then have the people that you live if, with look at you like you are absolutely insane. I don't know if the Alexa responds to that. <laughs> Well, only well, one way to find out. All right. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, and for me, um, it's very odd. I have become obsessed with a reality show. Oh, no. Oh, that is yes. on Fox right now. It is called Stars on Mars. And I tell them how you found it. What? So. You tell them who you have to thank. Tell them by name. Andy Richter? No. <sighs> Who am I thinking? I think she Tom Schwartz. Oh. No, it was Andy. No, That's what, it was Tom no. Schwartz. So basically, the premise of the show, it's on Fox. It's Tom and Schwartz. And they take a bunch of like B-list celebrities. And, and Tom Schwartz. They put them all <laughs> in. He's one of them. Yes. Is he even B-list? He's no. a D-list. And they put them all in this habitat, which is apparently in Australia. And it's supposed to resemble Mars. Oh, so oh they put them all on, they're pretending to be astronauts, and then they have to do all of these missions because crazy things happen. And so then like they're the, like on the Martian? Up. Yes, pretty much. 
And of course, every episode, people have to get eliminated, you know. And the reason why I said it the way that I did is because William Shatner is the host. And 90 year old William Shatner looks amazing. And that's how he says it. He's like, Welcome to Stars on Mars. Of course he does. Did you say this is an interesting cast list? We were watching it on Hulu, and we basically binged it in, what, three days? Yes. But when I say binge, it was like seven or eight episodes. But I don't know why, but I just, I'm loving it. He loves it. And, like, Corey's like, you don't normally like stuff like this. And I go, I don't know. I don't know if it's Periodically, that happens, though. So every once in a while, you can get a reality show that is... And I think it might also be, you know, it's not a traditional reality show, because it's also a competition show. Right. And... I've always been a sucker for space things, mm. and they really kind of They should have had Gary into... Sinise host it. Yeah. But they... No, I think Shatner makes total sense. Yeah, that, that's good, too. And... But, you know, there's a lot of, like, nerdy science stuff and space things, and, you know... And, and honestly, like, a lot of the people that are involved, like, it literally kind of turns into a cabin fever type scenario. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because literally, like they're, they're in this... And you're supposed to be in Mars, so you don't have contact with Earth, and you're just living with these people that you live with. They're given rations, and especially initially, they don't give them very good food. Right. They just have like freeze dried stuff, and oh, they're yeah. eating like toast, and like, and they're complaining. Well, they got to grow their own potatoes. And, Come on. Yeah, and they do. They grow their own produce, which I think that was a little skewed because literally they have a problem with the produce, and then like a day later, things are starting to grow, and I'm like. That seems a little quick. Frauden so, is what we call it on yeah. uh, fraudulent. But it is a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. So um, if you just want something that's kind of mindless and also fun at the same time, go check it out. It's on Fox right now. It's still um, being, I don't know what day it's on because we watch it on Hulu. Right. But um, it's might still be. being on. Might be over. Might not be. Yeah. No, it's definitely not over because it right. says like the next episode in a week or something like mm-hmm. that. So it's still running, but... Uh, but yeah, so that's all I have. So, all right, and for our next episode, we have Corey picking. So Corey, yes, what Let's is do our it. next episode? I am Patrick. Are you ready? I'm ready. So my episode, I'm taking it back to season ten, episode fifteen. Marge Simpson in Screaming Yellow Honkers, aka Canyon The second appearance of Canyon Era. Yes. Because the other one was, what was it, Last Temptation of Crust? Yes. And that's where Krusty is doing stand-up, and he sells out and makes the commercial for the Canyon Era. So, But yeah, so that'll be a good one. Looking forward to it. So you can uh, find that very soon. So, All right. So before we get out of here, uh, again, if you'd like to reach out to us for any reason, uh, you can get us at email. So it's come to this pod at gmail.com. Instagram, so it's come with the, so it's come to this underscore pod. And on Facebook, so it's come with the number two, this. Ooh, what about X? Nobody talks about about anything else other than those three. And, of course, you can find us basically wherever you find your podcasts. And while you're there, please make sure to like and subscribe. Um, And we are also part of a team of pop culture craze podcasters, artists, and musicians, which we are all united to spread the gospel of rad stuff. And you can check us out and them at Rad Pantheon by going to radpantheon.com. All right, so let's get out of here. But who's saying goodbye first? Me? Pointing at you. Oh, I can't see where you're pointing. Sorry. Okay, great. (laughs) 
that's why I was confused. Um, yes, well, this is Corey. I'm signing off. I wish you all good luck and good fortune and um, all the good things and all the small things because Blink-182 was right about aliens. On to you, Patrick. <laughs> when you get to hell, tell him Patrick's not <laughs> Oh, one thing I forgot to mention. Oh, I'm, no. I'm going to edit what? this back in probably into our act four. Rest in peace, Pee Wee Herman. Oh. Paul Rubens. We didn't have a chance to talk about that because after we recorded, he passed away shortly after. So, sounds like he was really a great man from everyone that knew him. Um, just the kind things that he would do for people. Pee-wee. And everything. And he was much deeper than Pee Wee. Check out a lot of his other roles. Mm-hmm. We watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer One recently. of his best roles. Yes. And, of course, him in Mystery Men. Yes. Um, as the spleen, mm-hmm. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's played many, many other great characters other than Pee Wee. So go, go check those out. And we'll smell you later, everyone. not pertaining to the romper room shout out what happened to the black eyed peas are they still around making music there was that snl skit and then no one heard from them ever again oh i'm asking because you said you were listening to podcasts and people kept bringing up fergie who who was on kids incorporated but that, that was the thing every time they brought her up it was because they were talking about kids incorporated mm. and that's... literally two podcasts i was listening to in a row both brought up kids incorporated and no neither of them was ours and so we are and, not the only people talking about Kids and, Incorporated, no. a show I tell do him, not remember. Tell them about in any the MMC way. one. And uh, Andrew Rannells, okay, yeah, um, was going was on, on ranting and raving. He was talking to Andy Richter, mm. and he was ranting and raving about how much he loved the Mickey, the the new Mickey Mouse Club, and. <laughs> Which is what Corey guys. I wish you could to. see Patrick's face. And that. he said, what publicly, he wants to happen. Me, you do. Right. <laughs> he wants there to be a Bravo-style reunion where all of the people that didn't quite make it all come back together, and it could potentially be hosted by Andy Cohen. Or he said, maybe I'll host it, or I'll just watch it. I just want it to happen. And Corey freaked out and was like, "Yes, so he, I want okay. This. I'm, I'm gonna." I'm going to take a stand here during in the middle of the romper room shout out yeah. and speak directly to Andrew Rennells. We don't need any more reality TV programming. Uh, yeah, we do. Because or maybe. Because there's a strike going on. Shut up. I don't care. We don't need that. We don't need... No. We don't need more programming like that. Listen, Andrew, we're talking about Mark. We're talking about Josh. We're talking about Blaine. I don't even think he, they could Jason. get the people on there we're if they're still Tony. SAG members because you're not acting. we're talking about Tara. no but i we're yourself nita we're talking about how do you know, you know all their names rhoda rhoda went on to be in vogue or Rhonda. i don't know it's one of those brody broda uh we're talking about jennifer we're okay. talking about Lindsay. she could back, just back on, back be make, she could just be making up names i'm point. not no i'm not, I'm not look fact it up. checking her look it up Look up new Mickey nope, Mouse. No, absolutely not. I don't need that. I don't need another <laughs> virus on my computer. Engine. <laughs> I was at the gym yesterday. Oh boy, here we and, go. And uh, you know, like all podcasters <laughs> do, I listen to my own podcast.
People do that, right? Sure. <laughs> Found herself the hidden content at the end of the episode right now. Welcome. I'm on the rowing machine. I get to the romper room shout out and I get to the Conway Twitty part and I have to stop rowing and I have to pause the podcast because I am laughing so hard that tears are coming down. Was it the realization face. that it was 30 years ago? Was that the hard part it's that hit you? It's just literally everything every bit of it. about that. And then Myth Moth. <laughs> This old lady was like glaring at me, and I don't know, I guess my laughing offended her. (laughs) And then this lovely old gentleman, Rando Randall, (laughs) came past me and said, It was Randall Rando. Rando Randall. That's what I said. Two first names? (laughs) He gets that often mixed up. (laughs) And he said, So it's so nice to see people enjoy themselves and laugh. She literally is enjoying herself. Herself, yes. <laughs> he didn't even know. He didn't yeah. know. Sir, it's me. I'm laughing at me. If we have any listeners out there who have their own podcast, are we the only ones who listen to ourselves? Does anybody else listen to their own podcast? Are we an outlier? It's fun. That's where we had the bump. We're delightful. You've been on other podcasts, so yeah. that's probably true. The bump was us. Yeah, it was just us listening. It was like listening to it, how funny we are. I mean, we're delightful. Like I'm just going to say hilarious. it. Some might say narcissist, but Brian you know. Brian guy's dead weight. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hello, darling. Nice to see you. It's been...